It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cubs beat the Marlins 2-1 to one, and good thing they didn't trade Wilson Contreras. We've got everybody ready for the postgame show. Jared Wilson will be joining us uh, from Wrigley Field once he gets done in the clubhouse. Cody Del Mendo from the road in his car. That's how important this is to Cody. Ryan Herrera drove back in St. Louis. He's at home doing his podcast thing. And what a finish. What a finish. I mean, they were, guys, they were getting no hit most of the game. And I said on the chat, I said, all I can hope for, the only hope out there, Wilson Contreras, miracle finish, first game back at Wrigley. Um, that's what makes base. You know, I mean, obviously the team stinks and they're out of it and they're going to lose a lot of games. This is what make, makes baseball great and fun and why you still watch the games yeah i mean it, it was really good like as someone who was listening to zach zayman and, and ron coomer the entire game uh and being in the middle of traffic uh you know trying to leave chicago i was i was pretty i was like i was kind of like stucky sometimes at the office about <laughs> like falling asleep on the road almost like it was it was a very dull game Right. But uh, yeah, Wilson Contreras, man, like anyone else feel like it's kind of a sign that maybe they made the right move. I, I don't know. Too early to tell. But uh, <laughs> no, it's awesome. to he, Awesome to see. Pitching was great today. Uh, Nick Madrigal, two hits, too. Like, I don't know. There's whether they would have won or lost this game. I was I was just happy that Madrigal had two hits. So uh, and the pitching was good. So uh, the fact that Contreras hits a go ahead homer in the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, it's awesome. It's uh, and to and to snap the losing streak too. It was like five games, four or five games at this point. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, good good vibes. Friday, one twenty ball game. I'm sure Corey was uh absolutely ecstatic to see how that one ended. Yeah. Um. I I also was stuck in traffic for a little while there, Cody. Getting back here. <laughs> Um, I'll tell more about my hectic last like four days. Like I'll, well, maybe we can talk about it in a sec, but, um, yeah, no following along. I mean, at one point Madrigal had the only two hits for the Cubs. Um, but you know, the pitch, I mean, steel was a steel had four and a third, I believe today. Um, uh, but then just the, the, the bullpen just kind of keeping the Marlins down, giving, giving the Cubs a chance to, you know, do something. And then obviously Madrigal gets on, I think Ortega moves him over to second. So he's in position to score. Um, but it didn't matter because Wilson 
big blast, the home run, return to Wrigley, you know, is, is overall maybe not the best game to watch. I don't know. I again, I didn't watch the whole game. Luke, you you could probably speak better to that. But the way it ended, yeah, the way it ended, um, you know, again, Wilson returning. This is like it's weird seeing where he returned home. He never went anywhere. He never he, he just right. you know that just the way he left last week um, with the, the 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 kind of goodbye and then having to say welcome back, Willie. Um, but yeah, no that that's that's that was a, a big hit for him. Obviously, I, I, I'm going to assume he had an emotional moment for him too. Um, but yeah, no I, curtain I, call. Where was the curtain call? I, I don't know. That's what Corey said. But you know what? I mean, it's you, you think about it. Like you can look at the box score. You can look at all this other stuff, but. At the end of the day, a W is a W, no matter how you got it. So, um, yeah, it feels like it's going to be a happy, it's going to be a happy post game show today. Yeah, Marquis showing right do. now actually that he's uh, Wilson's now eleven behind Jody Davis for second place in home runs uh, for Cubs catchers all time. So he's closing in on number two, and you would have thought he would never have had a chance to do it, but now, you know, if he hits eleven more this season, next two months, it, it's possible he could catch Jody Davis. Second all time on the home run list. Um, it was, you know, he was a little emotional after the game in, in the post game interview, as as you would expect. Uh, not, not, you know, crying or anything, but just, you know, happy to be back talking about that he could hear the fans going crazy and what it means to him. And, you know, a couple things. One, cool that he did it in, in the return to Wrigley Field after all that he went through leading up to the trade deadline. But he's also doing this as a designated hitter, which, you know, a lot of this offense is coming that way. And it sometimes guys don't find it that easy to be a DH and, and still stay in the game, stay focused and be able to produce offensively as just a designated hitter. He's done that well, which is another reason why I'm surprised they weren't able to trade him. So to the Mets, the Padres, whoever else was out there and didn't want Wilson Contreras, Go pound sand because you guys could have had the guy that just had a walk-off winner and you blew it. Whatever you were offering certainly wasn't enough. And you know, maybe that maybe that's a two-way street, but I think there's some teams maybe that watched that today and were like, no, well, maybe we should have given up what we were thinking about giving up. You know, they they might regret it in the long run. Well, he's been hitting since the deadline ended, right? He had a you know, he had a good uh, series in St. Louis and then the home run today. So I mean that July was brutal for him. So, I mean, it's hard to put all of it on the fact of the distraction of the deadline, but it seems like what we saw in April and May and June for Wilson, at least is back. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love for (laughs) all those teams that were quote unquote interested in him to completely (laughs) regret that. I doubt the Padres will, but I mean, uh, you know, the teams like the Rays and the Mets. Yeah, I, sh- I hope they regret it because those are the two teams for sure. That I thought, you know, really could have used his bat. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And we'll see if uh, again, we'll see if this his play in the second half really has much to do with uh, or if it plays into how much he can get on the open market uh, in the offseason. I see Jack R saying in the chat that uh, he thinks Contreras will accept the qualifying offer and then they'll work out an extension. I heard Boog on the radio saying, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe he will accept it. I'll put 20% chance on that. He'd accept the qualifying offer when it comes. And the radio guys were trying to talk him down. I I think it was on uh, the score, but I don't remember which station he does that with, but um, 
so not a great chance. I don't think most people think it's a great chance he'll accept it because it's one his one shot at free agency. But if it, you know, like $20 million, he's I don't think he's gonna get that per season. So if he's looking for one payday and then still confident in himself that he'd get a multi-year deal that'd earn him some money, maybe there's hope you get one more season out of this. Um what do you guys think? You think there's a chance that he would accept the qualifying offer or somehow be back? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah. Especially if he goes out there and kind of sees maybe the market for him and free agency, especially with, you know, the, the, the comp pick that'll be attached to it. Um, right. Kind of is, I think just in theory going to bring down the market teams don't necessarily want to give up a draft pick. Um, so maybe he goes out there, sees the market, uh, for him this all season isn't where he wants it to be and maybe he does accept the qualifying offer um i don't know that's uh, i believe wilson's kind of kicking that can down the road um because he's this kind of whole season he's talked about just wanting to focus on baseball and um, obviously this last month the the whole trade deadline and the will they won't they kind of thing weighed on him um and now that that's off his shoulders he he you know again we talked about the other day but he talks about just kind of feeling relieved being happy that it's over um, so I think, you know, I think he just wants to get back to playing baseball and focusing on baseball and not worrying about whether the Cubs are going to extend a qualifying offer for him or whether he's going to get an extension talks or whether he's going to just test free agency and go from there. I, I think maybe not kick, maybe kick the can down the road isn't the right term, but just, I, I think he's just trying to focus on baseball over the last two months of the season, especially now that, you know, the Cubs didn't trade him. He got to come back to Wrigley. He got to. Um, he at least gets to finish out the season in a Cubs uniform. I think that's just what he's, what he wants to, what he, what he wants to worry about is just playing his best baseball for the Cubs. Sixteen homers now in the season, near insane. Maybe a rebuilding team would give him four years, sixty million. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see a deal like that. You know, I, I, I think there will be. It's not like he's not going to make his money in, in Major League Baseball. He's still going to make a lot of money playing professional baseball. I just think maybe the market isn't quite like a lot of the Cubs core guys. Maybe the market isn't quite what we thought it would be and maybe what they thought it would be in some cases. Uh, Cody is, again, from his car at a rest <laughs> stop somewhere on the way to southern Illinois uh, Cody, where are you exactly? The AC's off. How? What is the temperature gauge in your car right now? Uh, well, my Apple Watch is telling me it is 86 degrees. That's uh, hot. A, I, and it's telling me I'm in Fawville, Illinois right now. I'm right off I-57. I'm actually going to Champaign. Uh, that's my first stop. I'm going to Champaign to meet with meet up with my buddy Steve. Uh, not Not Luke, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the other yeah, Steve. Steep. I don't know. We'll yeah, let you go to the red line. That. You going to the red line down there? I've been there, but no, I am not. Cams, going there. Cams, Cams. Also guys. Great spot. Yeah. Isn't there a bar that just closed down there a couple years ago, like a mainstay bar? I didn't go to Illinois. Uh, there's so I, don't a know. Lot I thought, there's I thought a lot Cams was supposed <laughs> to close for a while, right? And they did. They did, and they re reopened. Yeah, Clyes might have closed down. Clyes was a big. I think Clyes is the one that closed down. Anyway, we don't got to talk about my younger right. days. Really liked Clyde's, not anymore. Um, nope. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm in. I'm in a rest stop right now, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Would have already been to Champagne if the traffic getting out of Chicago wasn't so awful. Uh, but you know, we're making it. We're making it happen, man. So, 
um, Luke, David <laughs> yeah. Snyder. David Snyder points out about the sixth inning again. I, I haven't got a chance to watch it, um, but the uh, you know guys Cubs getting guys second and third, nobody out. I believe it was yeah. Madrigal and Ortega, um, three straight strikeouts. Uh, tell us, tell us what you saw. You're the one watching. Tell us. What no, you saw I mean that. there were a lot of strikeouts. I mean it wasn't just the Cubs. It was just a game full of strikeouts. At one point, I don't know if it went over this, but it was in the eighth inning, I think, and we had 25 strikeouts in the game. I mean, oh, guys were striking out. And I guess if I remember correctly in that sixth inning, there were a couple a uh, couple questionable calls where the guys kind of turned around and weren't happy with the calls. But, I mean, it was not a, a great offensive game for the Cubs. I mean, it's through six innings, they were no hit, you know. So it was just another one of those typical games that we've seen this season, despite having what was supposed to be a more versatile offense or, you know, a, a different type of offense and different type of hitters they're still striking out a lot. And, and I don't know that that necessarily has to do with the type of hitters they are. Um, meaning contact guys or home run guys. They strike out a lot because there aren't, they, they aren't a great team. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know how, how else to say it. You can't sugarcoat it. They're, they're not a very good team. So they're going to strike out a lot. That's just, uh, that's just the way it is. And they really didn't deserve to win this game. Other than the fact that, um, Justin Steele was good. You know, his pitch count was way up. Ten strikeouts, four and two-thirds, four hits, uh, no earned runs. And he had been doing better. I think, Ryan, you pointed it out a couple podcasts ago that, you know, he'd been going deeper in the game now. we That's progress we'd seen from him, that he'd been taking games a little bit deeper and being able to stay in there longer. The ten strikeouts was great, but you'd like to have him in there more than four and two-thirds. But he was he was really good today when he was in there. Yeah, that's, you know, we well, yeah, four and two thirds. I mean, 10 strikeouts. I think that is a career high or ties a career yeah, high. Yeah, tied his career high. Tied his career high. I think he had 10 a month or so ago. I don't remember which team. Um, yeah, that's one of the things, again, we, we've talked about just him going deeper into games. Um, I'm Hopefully, Jared can give us a little bit of insight on what David Ross saw um, in there. Um, I think I might have, I don't know if I did say that. Steele gave up the run. He didn't give up the run. I might have said that at the top, but he he didn't. Um, yeah, no, he was he was yeah, scoreless. Like, like you said, he was. It looked like he was good while he was in there. It's just about you know being able to maybe maybe even just be more efficient with the pitches. Um, he did. I mean, his his he had a thirty three percent whiff rate today, thirty two percent called strike plus whiff. Um, so he's missing a lot of bats and getting a guy a lot of guys to look. Is that I mean. I don't even want to see you want to trade that off with just getting guys to put balls in play. Cause you know, Justin Steele doesn't give a lot of, it doesn't give a lot of hard contact. Like we've talked about that. Um, the barrel rate is at least last time I checked was, was near the top of the league um, for qualified guys. Yeah. You don't want to trade that off because if, he, if he's missing a lot of bats, like that's a good thing. You don't want to stop him from throwing, from striking guys out or getting whisked or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, you know, I, I just, I, I wonder how to balance that, how to balance that, because he had 93 pitches through four and two thirds. I mean, he, it's it's weird. It's kind of like a weird balance. If you guys know what I'm trying. I don't even know. I don't even yeah. know what I'm trying to say. But if you guys get what I'm saying, it's like he looked good while he was in there, but he wasn't able to go long enough. Right. It um, wasn't it wasn't an ideal uh, start because he couldn't put the two things together. You know, it would have yeah. been a great start if he could have gone two more innings. And I thought there yeah. were a couple interesting things from the broadcast today. One, whenever you have uh Dempster it's just a different view than JD so you kind of get like two different perspectives you always hear JD's version of, of what pitchers are doing and Dempster just kind of pointed out you know that like his 
his 92, 93 is deceiving. His release point is deceiving. He's he's mm-hmm. he's a little more deceiving. So his 92, 93 sometimes plays like guys in in their high 90s. And sometimes yeah. that's more effective than a guy that throws 98 miles an hour but can't pinpoint where that location needs to be. If you can if you can work where you want that 92, 93 to go and have a little deception in your delivery, then you can be really effective. And he was. And then the other thing was Ross talking um, whenever he comes out, I think it's, you know, Fridays with Ross or whatever they call it. But, but he was talking about, again, the John Lester thing, which was the comment, don't show them your secondary pitches that first time through the order. If you feel confident in that fastball and Steele did today, pound the fastball, make them hit it, see if they can hit it. And if they can't, you've saved those secondary pitches for that next time through. And that's, what's been allowing him, to reach longer into the game. At this point, he just got in trouble. Like I think it was the fourth inning. He had bases loaded one out. It took him a long time to get out of the inning. So um, all in all, he's looked really good this season. I mean, I have no complaints about Steele or Thompson um, overall for this season. I think you have to be pretty impressed with with uh, both of them for sure. Yeah, and I think – Again, you, you you talk. I think that's just the one thing is that Steele seems to have that one inning when he works a lot. We're gonna maybe say it every time. Yeah. Um. But he he does look good this year, and that's that's what you want is like, especially when he's like you said the fastball making them hit it like the first time through the order. Um. He has that little natural action on it too that that that, that helps it play even better. Um. Yeah. I mean that's just the thing is like it's like you just want him to go longer, right? You just want him to because he looks so good when he's in there. You just want him to be able to do that. For long, like you know, longer, more innings, more you know, less pitches, more innings. You just that's, I think that's just maybe the next step to unlocking what Steele can be, um, because he does look good, and that's that's a testament to him. And and you know, coming up last season, you know, getting thrown the rotation at the end of the at the end of the year, you know, working on things, working on things all this season, and just becoming a guy that you look at 2023, and it like if he's not a lock for the rotation, then then he's certainly on his way, right? Like. I don't know. We don't know what the Cubs are going to do in the offseason, but he looks like a guy. If they're not adding four or five pitchers there. to the staff, like he's in there, right? And, why wouldn't and, they, Why wouldn't they? He's he's cheap yeah. right now. Like you're not going to go add like three starting pitchers yeah. and and spend a bunch of money there if you can have Steele and Thompson yeah. uh, giving you good outings, yeah. if not you know great outings. Sometimes I think it was Jack R just said, um, right now for next year, you know he'd love an ace to be the one. Strowman to be the two, Hendricks the three, Steele four, Thompson, Killian, or Wisniewski five. You know, how do you guys feel about that? Like, yes, they probably still need that frontline guy, and I don't know how long Hendricks will be around, but I do feel comfortable in Steele and Thompson. And I'm not going to put a limit on these guys and say one of them, some, you know, I'm not going to put a limit on somebody and say somebody couldn't turn into the ace because I don't know how many people ever thought that Kyle Hendricks was going to be an ace when they got him in the Dempster deal. And in many ways you could say Kyle Hendricks has been the ace of the Cubs. Uh, You know, if it weren't for Lester, I mean, guy won game seven in the world series. So I don't know if the ace has to be as dominant as Jacob deGrom to go win a world series. You just need him to be really good and pitch in big games. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when I look at the rotation right now and you and you figure in Killian and you figure in Wisniewski, I think Killian has like the best like stuff, like high velocity uh, and, you know, has been a starter throughout his entire minor league uh, career. Right. 
but obviously the command issues have been a thing. Did have a good start yesterday, so that's that's good news. Hopefully, that's a good uh, that begins a tr- a trend, and they can you know give him another chance up here with the Cubs. Um, but as far as like you know with Steele and Thompson and Stroman and Hendricks, like all I'll say is that I just don't think you can go into twenty twenty three with Kyle Hendricks as any any better than your number five, and that's nothing against him. He's just older. I mean, David Ross said, told Jared today, uh, pregame, that like he still hopes that Hendricks will pitch this year, but he's still right. far away. Like, I swear it was like a month ago. They were like, oh, it's going to be two or three weeks. Well, it's been two or three weeks, and but we still don't really have an update. So, like, I, I don't know. It would depend on if he can come back and, and prove that he's healthy at the end of the year. Um, but again, it has nothing to do with whether I think Kyle Hendricks is good or not. It's just he's older now. And I just feel like at this point in his career, he always was really good as a bottom of, uh, as a back end of the rotation type guy. Um, and if you got young guys like Killian and Wesneski on top of uh, Steele and Thompson and Stroman, like I think you got you have to you have to value the the younger guys more. The one and and all those well, except for Killian and Wesneski, those guys have proven that they deserve to be higher in the rotation. I mean, the only thing that you really can complain about Steele for the entire season really is just the his inconsistency on going deeper in the games. But I mean, the stuff plays. He doesn't give up home runs. Thompson, he's he's a little bit of the opposite. He's been able to go deeper into games, uh, but he has given up more home runs than Steele. So uh, you even it out a little bit and go for next year, and you, and you hope that you know they're they take another step into their development next year. And then Strowman's going to be your, you know, two or three, whatever, like in the rotation. But yeah, you definitely need to get a go get a guy. I don't think it's going to be Jacob Degrom as much as I would like it to be because he ain't going <laughs> to leave the Mets to come to the Cubs with the state of the Cubs. But I would love a Jacob Degrom to be uh, <laughs> every fifth day uh, pitching yeah. at Wrigley Field. You know what I mean? But yeah, whoever whoever they can go get. But I also feel like again. You, you, with the high upside that Killian and Wesneski are, and with the position the Cubs are in, yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't go get a top end arm and maybe just re-sign Miley. And you got Smiley for another year too because of the mutual option. I'm sure that they will come to a mutual option just because he's so cheap. Like I could see them just not getting that top end starter and then just throwing Killian or Wesneski or whoever and just like, like. Play it out. See see if those, one of those guys emerges and becomes like your number one. Um, is that what I want them to do? No, I'd rather them just go get get a guy who's proven. But until further no, notice, as we sit here at the beginning of August, like I just feel like they're I feel like they need to invest more money into position players. Yeah, yeah well, I I've got a couple ideas for it. Like let's. Um... Let's hold off on it for a second. Cody, tell us about our bets, and we'll get back to the pitching because there are a couple uh, timely things that go with that, and I, I agree with Cody in that I don't think you want Hendricks being like your two or three next year. You want him more like your five, and he, he needs to be more of a depth guy. Move The further you go with Hendricks, the more he has to be a depth guy. So I agree with that. But, Cody, uh, how about some bets from the road? What are you thinking about? What Have you, have you played anything today? Did you have time to place any bets? I I, uh, I did not get a bet in in time, and of course, of course, the bet I was going to place 
Wilson Contreras to hit a homer in his first oh, game sure. back at Wrigley. Yeah. I wanted to do it. It was plus <laughs> 400, even though the wind was blowing in. Like, I wanted to do it, and then I didn't do it. And this is what happens. It happens every single time. All the degenerates understand exactly what I mean. When you don't place the bet, it actually happens. Uh, scared money, don't win money. Um, anyway, I, I would have made that bet on points bets. My favorite, my favorite app. It's the, and it's the best way to support CHGO. And when you download the points bet app and use code CHGO, when you sign up, if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game you are watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? Anyone live bet the Cubs today? That would have worked out for you today yeah. if you did. It really would have. It's a rare day, but it would have worked out. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what do you wait for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. I want to tell you guys about Owen, which stands for Only What You Need. Owen's a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition, and it works as hard as you do. All the products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. I heard about Owen because Bears quarterback Justin Fields follows a plant-based diet. He loves Owen, and now Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code CHGO20. So join me and Justin Fields. Try Owen. Only what you need. Good for a road trip, Cody. You know, when you're sweating in a 90-degree car and you're stuck at a truck stop without hardly any gas and you ain't got about a buck in your pocket, haul out the Owen out of the back seat. Save you yeah. sometimes. Absolutely. I should. I forgot the Owen today. I'm going to pick up some Owen at the Whole Foods whenever I, whenever I uh, you know, get into champagne. But, you know, we do give the option for, you know, you use the code. You can just get it shipped straight to your house. It's a beautiful thing. That's right. Yeah. Justin Fields, he's all about it. Uh, all right, so the pitching thing. I, I'm I got, with Cody. I, oh, go ahead, Brian. I, said, I got I got three three quick things real fast. Yeah. One, yeah. Cody, you're, you're telling me you didn't roll over, grab your phone, open up points bet, and and hammer the Wilson Contreras home run bet? You didn't. You, you had the time. You do that every morning. I, I had the time, and I thought about it. I really did think about it, and then I heard the wind was blowing in, and I was like, uh, and I can't well, do it. I can't do right. it. And again, right. like that's what happens. That one time, scared yeah. money is lost money. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is every time, every time. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah. that's on me. <laughs> Number two, Steel. What was that? What was the quote he Steel gave us back in spring? It was like, "I'm just here to get people out." Yeah. Or something like that. I think that's it. I think yeah. yeah. He, he's doing it. He does it. He is and doing you see it. it. Yeah. It's just you. You need him to get more. You need him to be able to go further. And that's I think in the second half or second half, I guess technically uh, over these last two months of the season, like that's what you want to see out of him is just go getting those people out for, for, you know, longer stretch, just getting, getting into the sixth or through the sixth consistently. I think that's, that's a good goal for, for Steele as he, I, you know, he's getting closer to his like career high in innings too, coming off 
a short spring, all that kind of stuff. So there may be like a taper off of that where they're kind of watching that towards the end of the season. But I think if he can get to a point where he should go six innings every time because his pitch counts low, he's, he's being more efficient. I think that's what you really want to see out of Justin um, over the last two months of the season. I think that gives you a really good sign for 2023 and, and, of course, like we said, I, I think we, we trust him in the division or in the in the rotation next year, regardless, right? Like he's proven that he mm-hmm. does he at least deserves a shot. Like if twenty twenty three is another exploring season, as Luke would like to say, um, that Justin Steele is a, he's a guy that's going to be in that rotation, should be in that rotation, and giving you know give, given as long a leash as he got this year, uh, because he's he's proven that he, he he deserves this shot for for a while moving forward. And then my third thing, Kyle Hendricks, even if he gets older call back to mine and brendan's story he just got to learn a slider just learn the slider ask keegan how it's done it's going to extend you extend his career man like that go back and read the story if you haven't it's still pinned to my twitter um but yeah kyle hendrick is, it, learned is a slider. it free or do you have to be a member because you should the, people should get the membership too it's like yeah we want some we want more likes and thumbs up and reviews and all that stuff on facebook and on youtube but also make sure you become a member join the discord discord's yeah, yeah. a cool spot where you can hang out and talk and not have to worry about uh, kind of the jerks on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, no, it's unlocked. That one was unlocked, but obviously, you know, we got more coming. Jared's got a story coming today. Like, you don't want to miss us. Sign up for sign up at uh, allchco.com. Give us, you know, get that membership and 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 come come read our stuff because I like to think it's good. I'd like to think it's good. Uh, if other people think differently, then I don't want to hear it. But I like to think that that what I and Jared and Brendan write and what Cody writes too uh, is is good enough. Uh, I'll give you all kinds of good rankings that I'm sure the Cubs, the Cubs actually like that because most of them are positive and not negative ever. So there you go. (laughs) Um, You know, so like, I don't think Cody's idea was, you know, sign the frontline guy. We're saying DeGrom and we're, we're being wishful thinking DeGrom because that would totally change the Cubs rotation completely. Um, I kind of get this. And he would have to opt out too. Right. Yeah. I, I get I get the feeling that because they've invested so heavily in the farm system in pitching that Stroman might be their move, you know, that might be their one free agent move in starting pitchers. I'm not sure they're doing it, but I agree. I would like to see it, you know, because I, I think a lot, a couple of those guys are still not only uh, at least a year away, but then they have to, they have to go through the process of what steel and, and Thompson are going through now, you've got to take your lumps. You've got to learn how to pitch in the major leagues. Most guys don't just come in and start shoving right out of the gate. So you've got to figure it out and go through that. And you want the Cubs to be competitive. So, all right, that that has to come before they're going to be likely very, very competitive. So a couple of names. One, obviously, if they were to go out there, the big name in free agency, if DeGrom's not there, is probably Rodon again. Mm-hmm. If yeah. he opts out too, if if yeah. he opts if he opts out too, which he's having a great season, he almost assuredly will opt out and look for a bigger contract. I'd be okay with overpaying Carlos Rodon and having him just be kind of a a Stroman esque type signing, where then you would have Stroman Rodon, and you could mix these young guys in with Hendricks, and you'd have yourself a pretty solid rotation, in my eyes. Um, at least for 23, and then you would hope that some of those young guys would come up and maybe they mix in with Stroman. Maybe Stroman's gone by the time those guys come up and are really, really good. But you would have depth. And like you said, if you bring back Miley, it's something – Miley slash Smiley, 
at, at a competitive offer, at least you have depth there, you know, and, and frankly, some of these other guys have kind of shown that they deserve another look too. Like Sampson has kind of shown you that he could, he could at least be a guy down in Iowa that can come up and start pitching double headers at the very least. So yeah. um, I don't think they have to go crazy spending free agency for a starter, at least not yet. But I think they could kind of go that mid-level. I, I, I think Rodon would be expensive, but hey, you've told us that the money that you're saving this season and last season is going to be there for the free agents next season. So that's that's one guy. The other guy came across today that I hadn't seen before was John Morosi saying that a Japanese pitcher right-hander Kodai Senga is expected to consider major league deals coming up this winter. 29 years old, an ERA of right around two this season. He's uh, eligible for international free agency, so he won't need a posting. And the first thing I thought to myself was, well, if you had Darvish helping get Saya here, could Saya impact this guy coming here? If he's enjoyed his time and wasn't too cold in the spring and too angry about, you know, the weather we told him he was going to get, could you have somebody like that help you get this guy at a reasonable rate? I don't, I'm not saying I know anything about this guy. I'm just looking at his ERA and he's one of the better pitchers in Japan. And could he be added to that mix or, you know, potentially be a middle of the rotation guy that adds to that depth? It's an interesting name. It's an interesting guy to keep an eye on because I hadn't heard a whole lot about Seiya Suzuki at this point last year. And now he's on the Cubs. So obviously having him here should have some sort of assistance if it's a guy they want to look at. Hey man, anything that's going to help lure Shohei Otani to the Cubs in like a year and a half. Like, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, no, that's a very interesting one, though. I like, I do like that that name. I watched a highlight of him the other day, and I was like, oh, uh, this must be the next uh, the next ja- Japanese uh, the next Japanese guy, right? There's, there's always yeah. one, like every yeah. year, right? Um, so you know, uh, I feel like the Cubs could use, you know, just the fact that they have Saya as someone who could, you know, help help the guy transition to living in the, in the states and and all of that stuff, but uh, and I, and obviously he'd probably be cheaper than than Rodon and uh, Degrom. You know, I saw some comments. A lot of people are. I think they're mainly against getting Degrom, mainly because of the injuries of whatever. He's awesome. I'd, that's a, but, that's a risk I'd be willing to take. Right, if he, now while you're rebuilding, like right, if he if he can stay healthy, like he is the best pitcher on the planet. And, uh, you know, I think what, what you do, if you, if you do try and go get a DeGrom is you got to give that guy a few player options, uh, or, or, you know, maybe in, if you, if you can get a team option in there just in case he does get hurt, but it feels like he's just like why he would eat. Like he already said he plans to opt out even after being out half of this year by being out for the last year, he already said he's planning to opt out. Like that's how, that's how good he knows he is. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's something that's saying something to me. So uh, again, we'll, we'll see when we get there. I'm just saying like someone of that caliber would be great to go to the top of the rotation that can help, you know, teach these young kids, like how to, how to pitch. I mean, John Lester was, was one, he was, was that type, right? He helped so many guys. He's already helping Justin Steele and he's not even playing anymore. Right. Uh, so the Cubs definitely need like one of those, you know, front end free agent you know 
who's got who's been in the league while they can help grow these other pitchers because uh you know as much as i love the pitching depth on this roster right now and on the farm uh like luke said you need some veterans in there who can who 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 you can guarantee you're getting at least 150 innings from and or more obviously and you know can go out there and shove every fifth day so yeah yeah no, I, I mean I, i'm with you degrom stroman could be your lester arietta you you can never have too much pitching uh, that's that's no, the absolutely. thing you can never, uh, that's I, the I thing about degrom too in my opinion like if you did get degrom at least you had some guys you know what i mean like it's not like they wouldn't have someone who could you know come in and and, and pitch of course it wouldn't be as good as degrom but like I don't know. It's how many times in the past have we seen a guy get hurt and then like, oh, Cubs or whoever missing a missing a guy? I mean, again, we got to see if Killian and Wesneski are going to be something. You got to throw them to the fire eventually. Wesneski, I'm still surprised he's not on this roster yet because like, he's he's Rule Five eligible and he's you know he's MLB ready. They said so. I, I am surprised Sunday at AAA. Sunday Triple right. A first first appearance. So I think uh, so. I, I think we need to move on from Degrom before Cody talks himself into. The Cubs signed the We need to get out the water spritzer and spray him in the face. Spray me, spray me. Let me think about all the things. Um, yeah. I, I am. I, 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 the Cubs should be a. They should be a franchise going for for guys like that year in and year out. They should be. Even, even if they don't get them, like that's yeah. Like we, we talked about. They it, should like, be in the conversation. The, yeah, we talked about it early in the year. It's like they shouldn't. It shouldn't be a thing where the Cubs are getting outbid by other teams for a guy they really want, right? Like they have. The resources and they have a pl- they had plenty of cap space cap space this year so it's not like they you know are already over the luxury tags and whatever um they it shouldn't be a, a situation where they're getting outbid for someone they really want unless the unless the deal the person gets is just terrible and like it just you look at it and you're like holy crap how they get that much money like that's that's one thing but it's like if, if it's a market even a, a little bit above market value deal and, and the cubs just aren't willing to meet that that's that's different um, than the guy just saying like, hey, like I want if Jacob Degrom decides to resign with the Mets or with the Cubs with similar deals, like if Jacob Degrom just wanted to stay in New York, then that's one thing, right? And that, that at least the Cubs try. That's what it should be. It shouldn't be they just didn't try or were outbid or, or something like that. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's not going to stop you from getting Otani because that's what we really want, right? Otani's the guy. Like I, I saw Niren saying, hey, I heard the Angels make thirty to forty million merch alone. Niren, what do you think we make in merch with the sick drip we have, baby? Huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. Sure. Huh? The hey, Chicago, why, what do you say? Sure, it's available right now, all city. So it's why they one, don't That's why they that. don't care I, I that I wear them. obvious shirts all the time. Like, that's why we have such a great relationship with obvious shirts, because we're making right. so much money selling our shirts. Everybody's making so much merch money, they don't even know what to do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just the angels, Niren. Um <laughs> Jack says Samson, great depth guy. Uh, Jack R is asking as a depth guy. Uh, yeah, again, he's another mm-hmm. one I of those no that I, yeah, he, I think he would be a really good, like, if going, de- depending on the roster, say we're, so, say we're going in the next season with the pitching staff that we have right now. Maybe that, maybe they bring back Miley and, and they still have Drew Smiley, right? I think Samson is a solid middle, long relief reliever, and if you need to make a spot start, fine. Um, if they sign a top and top of the rotation type guy like a Degrom or a Rodon or whatever, I, I still feel the same. I still feel like he could be in the bullpen if anything. 
Um, but will he be in the rotation? There would have to be a lot of injuries, man. A lot of injuries. And I so I hope I don't have to see him in the rotation next year. Um, the other update we saw, I think, uh, was was this from you, Ryan, or was I seeing this today uh, that Brennan Davis, Miguel Amaya, uh, we were told from the Cubs that basically, hey, guys, that's not happening this year. That's very I, unlikely. I believe that. Was that Jed on 670? Yeah. Yeah. Jed Warrior said it, it on 670 days, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Which... our, our pipe dream to see Brennan Davis the last <laughs> week of the season doesn't sound likely. and. <laughs> Yeah, Miguel Amaya, yeah. You know. he is hoping no, that always, they can go to fall league though. So yeah, I I, yeah. I I I always thought both like both of those were kind of maybe not pipe dreams, but maybe sure. just not the expectation. Like again, Brennan Davis, like but he had the best case scenario and the back surgery, right? And then he still he hasn't started playing in games yet, which they're hoping happens in the next couple of weeks. And then he's got to go, you know, doing that out in the Arizona Complex League. Then he's got to go out to AAA, you know prove he's healthy and and still you know and and do well there to even earn like a promotion to the majors and that's like i kind of i kind of felt like a small window and a really really tight yeah just a really tight window for that to happen same with, with amaya like he's hitting you know he's out in double a and he, he's able to hit um but it just doesn't like he's probably not ready to throw a ball or like you know play catcher um at all i think that's what jed kind of said he's just not really on that really on the path right now to be able to like do that especially not the big league level um this season so I always thought those were kind of long shots to to see this year, but yeah, you definitely For hope sure. you definitely hope both of those guys are are, are good to go and, and are able to make an appearance at some point next season. I think if again if Brandon Davis can make it through um, this season healthy, if Amaya fully recovers, they both go to Arizona Fall League, do their thing, and I think you can see them up at some point next year, maybe even early in the season. Um, that would be, I think, the ideal scenario. But just this this season just never felt like. Oh, it's definitely going to happen for me. I I thought just again, kind of long shots. Like if it happened, that would have been awesome. But you're kind of you're maybe just holding your breath too much if you really thought like that was going to happen for sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to get to uh, Foco here in a second. But Ryan, uh, since Cody is in the Cody Cruiser, sweating it out, give us your travel stories as you guys passed each other probably on the highway at some point. <laughs> What was so bad about this trip to St. Louis other than St. Louis is obviously boring and it's a terrible trip. <laughs> so I went and so I, I, you know, I left early. What was it? Tuesday. I left early. I made sure I got that, got there early. Cause you know, I, I, I checked just kind of what my check-in time was and it was four and the clubhouse opened prior to that. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to get there early, you know, try to get an early check-in. I even called the day before and I won't even, I won't say the name of my hotel. I don't want people knowing where I'm at. Um, but uh, you know, I call. You and stay under an alias, anyways. Let's face exactly. it. They said uh, they don't. They don't really do like the, they can't guarantee an early check in, but just get early and and see if rooms open up. I get there, rooms hadn't opened up yet, and and it was just it was it was brutal. I wait. I got there like one. I waited as long as I possibly could to check in, and it just didn't happen. So I was like, whatever. You know, I went to the park, did my thing at the on, on Monday, and the, the trade deadline day was just long. It felt long, even though the game went by quick, and it was just it was a long yeah. day. I get back to my hotel, um, you know, yeah, Tuesday night. I'm able to check in. I have all my luggage with me. <laughs> it sucked. But, I, you know, so I'm carrying that in. Um, and I'm, you know, checking in. The guy, the, 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 the guy at the front desk is like he's doing, you know, he's on the computer. And he's, he's finding my room, all this kind of stuff. And he just falls asleep. He just fell asleep as he's, like, wa what? watching my computer. He just fell asleep. And, like, I'm, like. I'm doing like I'm waving my hand under his face. I'm like trying to look up, make sure, make sure he was actually asleep. And I'm like, this guy literally We're alive. And, 
he, <laughs> that too. But you know, and then I don't want to embarrass the guy. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't like being in that situation where I'm like, hey man, get up. Like I don't want to do that. So I'm like, uh, you know, I, I like, I'm like looking away. I start knocking on the on the desk, just like, like very nonchalantly waking him up. He wakes up. He gets me in. You know, he, he gets me in his room. Checks or in my room. Checks me in. And I get upstairs. I you know sw- uh, do the key card. I open my door, and it has like the security latch on it, so the door won't open. I'm like. I think he just gave me the key to someone else's room. <laughs> like so, there's probably someone well, in yeah, that room. He was I'll probably sleep. still dreaming. He wasn't even awake. He was sleepwalking. So, so, so I had to go back down with all my luggage. I'm like, hey man, like the security latch is on this door. I can't get in the room. I don't even know how. If, if no one's in there, I don't know how they could have put that on. But I yeah. can't get in my room. Right. So Somebody's got to be in there. So he mm-hmm. puts me in another room, um, and that was cool. Whatever. That was fine. And then Wednesday comes around, and it you know it's it, it's it's the rain out day, right? And so we're there, we're there all day until they finally call the game. I don't, I don't remember exactly what time it was, but we had been there for a while. Um, and then, you know, a few of us beat riders meet up at one of those bars, right? Not, not too far from uh, Bush stadium. Um, and we, you know, we have a drink or two, just kind of hanging out. And that, that place closed at like 10. I'm like, what is this town? Why is it, why is it closing at 10 PM on a Wednesday? Pittsburgh and St. Louis, both <sighs> brutal. So so there's another bar a little further away from Bush that uh, I guess is like a lot of the Cubs beat writers or even just visiting beat writers or, or media people like to go to. So, I, OK, we'll go there. They didn't realize it was pouring rain at this point. Like it, like when we had left Bush to go to this first bar, it was dry. It hadn't rained yet. And we're like, oh, it's probably not going to rain at all today. We get outside and this thing is, is pouring rain. And this it's not it's only a few blocks away. So it wasn't it wasn't too far, but it was pouring rain. Um it, we walked it. I don't know why we should just Ubered like that would have been the smart thing, but we just walked it and we get into this bar, just, just torrential downpour. I'm soaked from head to toe. Luckily I was able to cover my backpack. So I, I no water got in, whatever we do that. We do our thing. We get home. It's all good. Um, Thursday, just long day, double header. I didn't want to be there. It was, it was hot. It was humid <laughs> long day. And then leaving today, I'm trying to check out and I'm having so many issues checking out. Not, okay, not so many issues. It just took a while. The system was kind of, weird so i i just couldn't get out i'm like the, the woman's like thank you for your patience seriously i'm like oh, I'm like it's okay this happened the whole trip the whole time i was here this happened right oh also last night we left we're trying to find a, a place to eat kitchens are all closed by like 10 30. yeah that's it this, this this city this city i need to leave hey. so I'm, I'm leaving today yeah this is the, this is the last part leaving today you know it's a little, it's a little later in the day traffic kind of sucks but whatever I get off an exit. I think it was like going towards Dwight, Illinois. Never heard of it, but it's whatever. I get off, not I realizing because I had I had to pee so bad. I had to use the bathroom so bad. I need to put yeah. gas in. So I get off, and then Casey's or the Shell. It's a BP. It's a BP right wow. there. I'm like, I like BP, or I like I like putting BP gas in my car, whatever. Um, because <laughs> there's, there's a BP close to my house that I use. Uh, so I you know I get off, but I, I'm not realizing there's like an insane amount of construction on this bridge. And so they have the people with like the stop sign out here and like literally stop this on the, on the exit. And so there's like backing up, like all the way onto the, onto the, onto the, uh, the interstate, just cars just lined up trying to get off this exit, finally get out, go to the BP. I'm like looking at another way. I'm like, I'm like, there's no other route to get me back on the, on the 55 for a while. <laughs> so I just had to try to get back on. And I mean, they, they were doing their best to direct all the traffic, but it was like, it was like three o'clock already. There's a lot of cars trying to move. And I was stuck in one spot getting back onto the bridge to 
to get onto the to, on, onto the 55, and I was just stuck in one place for like 20 minutes. I'm like, this this perfect way to end my trip is just, just not moving. Um, so I made it back in time in time for the end of the game, but it was it was a long week. Who who was with you walking in the rain? Because I'm I'm imagining Gordon Whitmire in a wet t-shirt contest <laughs> with a blazer over that. Just kind of walking through the streets of St. Louis, trying to get to this tavern. Gordo, Gordo was not with us. It was, uh, yeah. it was myself. It was, and then it was Jordan and, and Maddie Lee, Jordan Bash okay. and Maddie Lee. Uh, okay. just, you know, kind of hanging out. We had, we had a good time once we finally got there. It was just like pouring rain, and I'm like, why didn't we just Uber? <laughs> that was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But no, it was um, a lot. It, it was, it was. I, I, and we'll get to who you got. But I'm like, I think I deserve a couple points just for taking that, taking the, the St. Louis trip for the team. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. Um, I think I deserve but, it. But I do want to tell you guys about FOCO, Chicago sports fans. Your home for the best sports coverage is partnering with the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls. FOCO's got something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one. Looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories? FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. FOCO has you covered. And the best Chicago merchandise of all your favorite teams, head to FOCO.com or click the link uh, in the YouTube description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Some good Get you that there, match you know, like Get the match get you Schwarmer, your Matt Schwarmer you bobblehead. Yeah, you can get oh, it, baby. We here he There's is, Jared here. He hasn't even He's lit up a stove yet. Not yet. They don't let me do that in here. If I could, they can should. you show us the stogie? Can you show us the stogie before you light it up on Twitter? Is that it's, on? It's back in my seat, my backpack. But I do have it's a, a Romeo and Julieta AJ Fernandez today. So well, that sounds Good. expensive. That sounds it's, it's smoky not, and not, expensive. It's smoky for sure. Not not too expensive. Not bad. Uh, so what did they say? What did they say down there today after the uh, Wilson, we're going to call it the Wilson Contreras game from now on? <laughs> and yeah, as it shall be known henceforth. Um, no, it was you know Ross talked about that knack that Wilson has for coming up big in these kinds of moments. He did it today in the eighth inning. Um, but I think the big takeaway is just, and I'm sure, you know, I know Ryan talked to him a little bit in St. Louis about this, but just the weight that Wilson feels like is off of his shoulders now that the deadline has passed and he wasn't traded. He talked about that a little bit more today, just saying he, you know, the, it was, he said it was hard for him to focus those last couple of weeks leading up to the deadline, just kind of waking up every day, knowing that he might be traded. He even said um, just now that he, he'd be going up to bat during a game and thinking like, Am I going to get pulled out of the game and find out I've been traded? So it was clearly like very much on his mind. And so I think what we've seen over the last couple of games, is, including today, is he's kind of back to feeling like himself again. He doesn't have to worry about it. He did mention that, you know, he said it a couple of times, I'm with the Cubs for the next two months. So he knows like this, nothing's been guaranteed beyond October. Um, but at least for now, he's feeling a little rejuvenated. Uh, what about well, Justin Steele? Because, I mean, that was – we were talking earlier in the podcast while you were in, in the clubhouse getting interviews and stuff. 
it was a really good start, but it could have been a great start if he was somehow able to go a little bit deeper into the game. I mean, that was obviously the one flaw in his his afternoon. Yeah, and he, and he spoke to that. He said, you know, he was a little disappointed that he wasn't able to get at least five innings. Um, but he talked about the fact that, you know, the Marlins really did a good job of, you know, putting to, together some good at-bats, fouling off a lot of pitches, really kind of pushing him a little bit. Um, and, of course, any game that you strike out 10 guys, you're throwing a lot of pitches. And so it's naturally going to shorten your outing. Um, and so he, you know, he talked, he acknowledged that. He said he 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 wanted to go longer, but it was just kind of the way it was going today. Um, he talked about the fourth inning and just the way that he had to really focus in and get those last two outs with the bases loaded to keep the game from really – because that's a spot where things could have opened up pretty easily. Um, but – he was he was happy with that, but overall, I think the biggest takeaway is he wanted to go a little deeper into this one today. I would agree. I mean, I I we were just talking about. It. I think he's pretty much locked up at least some sort of spot in the rotation next year, and I think Thompson has too, unless they do something crazy. But I, I just feel like the season will start with those two guys in the rotation. I, I don't see there is, there's any way other than injury that they wouldn't be pieces of a rotation when you start the season next year they, they've shown me enough and it's we still got two months left yeah at, at this point you're what you're really looking at is getting these guys through healthy to the end of the season and letting them just keep going every five days and, and get get to the end of it healthy because you're right I think they've very much shown that they they should be parts of the rotation next year um, so right now it's just going to be a lot of you know it's two more months of growth and development and facing some different types of situations and working through them kind of like Justin Steele did today in that fourth inning. Um, but yeah, I agree. These are Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele. These are members of the 2023 rotation. Jared, what, Jared. Was, uh, what was the reception like for Wilson Contreras that first at bat? Cause I tweeted it. I also returned to Chicago today and I did not, get, I did not no. get after a lot of drama yeah. in St. Louis. My, like my, Contreras. Yeah. my mom did not give me quite the ovation that the Wrigley faithful gave to Wilson Contreras. When he got home. So <laughs> that's, that's, that is a missed opportunity. You know, I, I think it's, you know, it's a shame. It really is. Um, I only heard the last part of your travel saga, but Knowing what, you know, especially yesterday, what you went through with the two two games in one day and then driving back. But, uh, no, the reception for Wilson was, you know, it was what you would expect. It was there was a standing ovation. It got pretty loud. He had to step out of the box for a second. It wasn't the same as that last game here before we all thought he was going to get traded. It was much more emotional then because you thought you were saying goodbye. Um, but then today it was just sort of like. You know, we want to acknowledge we're happy you're still here, but I think it, it was a different kind of moment. It wasn't quite as big. Um, but then, you know, place, of course, got really loud in the eighth inning when he hit the home run. And it was just, you know, it's so fitting that of, of all the people to hit the go-ahead shot today, it, it had to be him. Yeah. I, real quick, you, you mentioned the last game before we thought he was going to get traded. I think you meant to say the last game before you all thought he was going to get traded. I yeah. <laughs> I said yes. he was not going to get traded. That's right. That's right. You you took the, the bold pick of no trade for Contreras. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you got that one for sure. We got to figure out the numbers on that whole thing. I, know. Cody, I was thinking gonna, about that today. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do it, but at some point we've got to do it here in like the next week or something. Yeah. And add up so. the numbers of what, um, Tally who up what we got. Yeah. 
Cody, you had something. I'm just looking at Cody right now. You know that yeah. Wrigley Field uh, down the third base side where before the construction came through, oh, it used to have the, not the, glow, the, the warm glow that would come through this mm-hmm. stadium right now. And I'm looking at Cody, and it's that same light coming through the stadium, but it's coming through his you know, passenger window. I will – I will sit down. I will sit down Monday. Until... Oh, that connection oh. is. You're, you're, yeah, you are in and out. For a second. We lost him for a second. <laughs> they don't have oh, the internet man. down there. Anyway, is it? Am I in and out? Yeah, you're, you're back now. now. You're back. My phone's been doing so good. Oh, oh man. Just this entire time. Yeah. Okay. okay. Gonna... All right. My question was, and I'll get it out real quick, was just if you got to talk to Madrigal at all. Oh, yeah. Madrigal yes. today. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, yes. Two hits. What was he happy? How did he feel about his two hits? He was. <laughs> yeah. He he was happy. I quit. Um. But uh, yeah. He, he we did talk to him. He talked about. <laughs> there it goes. Cody's out. Um. Poor guy's probably probably hot in there too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we talked to uh, to Madrigal, and he was obviously pleased with getting, getting the two hits um, today, but he talked specifically just about feeling like, you know, the game has slowed down for him the last couple of games. He's, he's, I think he's really finally back in a rhythm because between injury and long periods of time off both last year and this year, I think for magical, it's been tough for him to really find a rhythm. So that's what he talked about uh, after the game today, feeling like he's, he's back in a rhythm a little bit. Um, and specifically mentioned feeling like the game has slowed down for him. Um, but he, he did, he kind of joked, he said, it, you know, it's been two games. So he knows, like, let's not, <laughs> let's not get out ahead of our skis here. But, but yeah, obviously he's, he's feeling good. That's, I mean, it's good to hear that he's at least got something positive going. Maybe, maybe this is his building block that he needs to get it going. Because I think a lot of people have been hoping to see something. I think this is a perfect time to do who you got. One, yeah, because I think I was Madrigal. Say, let's, Two, let's because Cody, because Cody's not even here, but he didn't. Right, Cody forgot to thing. vote because he was in the car without any gas on his way to <laughs> Illinois uh, to Champaign, and he probably just, you know, what that was? He's probably like 200 yards from Cam's right now, and he's like, "Listen, I got to get in there before six o'clock." Like, yeah. oh, I, I'm breaking up, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this was, this was an interesting who you got because Jared had it right, like. 10 sure. strikeouts. It was in the bag. And then Madrigal gets one hit, and you're like, well, he broke up the no-hitter. Then he gets the second hit, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, well, these two guys are going head-to-head. And all I said in the chat was, I'm banking on a huge at-bat coming here from Contreras. Let's see. Guys, I stole it. I stole who you got. This is three straight wins. I'm on a run like you can't even believe right now. I wish Cody was here because he could give us the tally of what where we're at right now. And I don't want people to forget my three straight wins. I don't want this to go to, you know, we get to Monday and we're like, well, how many wins did Luke have? I don't remember. So people in the chat, please help us out here. Please help me remember in my old age that I've won three in a row here going into the hot weekend. Contreras was the Nostradamus call of the year so far. Bam, next thing you knew, home run, game over, we're doing a post-game show. I probably should get double points for calling you, the home run, too. No. Well, you I mean, I don't know about double points, but to your credit, you did, you called it. 
because just a few minutes before Contreras came up to bat, you said he's 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 going to come up in a big spot here, and sure enough, um, hmm. boom, left you know out to left field, four hundred feet, just like that. It's totally different because until then, it was all Justin wow. Steele. Yeah, I mean Contreras wasn't even a factor, and I know Ryan was kind of trying to already weave his his storyline and his headline spin, for how he was gonna going to steal it from Steele. He was going to – well, I had two hits, Nikki, two hits. He hasn't had two hits all year. It's a two-hit game, you know. I can hear – I had a rough ride from St. Louis. There's got to be a I reason, did. my oh, guy, you know. Poor I me. Did. you got to give me See, this here, one. Here's what the thing is. Like, Luke argued and got a point that Dodgers game that went till like, 1 in the morning – and he, we felt bad for him and gave him a point. I deserve a point just for what I had to go, what I had to endure this last few days. Going you can have a point, but, but then I get two. I disagree. We I don't each get a point. There's no way what Madrigal did equals what Wilson did today. No. Fine, we'll go. We'll go two and one, and we'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go two and one. one. Yeah, you know, Jared gets a point. I, mean, if, I was going to say, if we're Jared, just going out points, Jared here, could get a. I mean, Jared, you get a point too. You get a I'll point. Yeah, yeah, we're all, we're all closing Cody, ground on Cody. Cody gets right none now. for missing. Maybe negative one for not even giving a. Although, giving a pick. We shouldn't talk bad about Cody. We don't know what's happened to him. He's at a rest stop. <laughs> Anything could happen there. Yeah, don't let these be our last words about him. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, to Cody's credit even though he didn't do it intentionally, had the game continued the way it was going, oops, might, might have been the right pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he had it by picking nobody. He should have won right. at some point, but then yeah. we, we finally got, what did they end up? Do you know what they ended up with strikeouts for the game? It was at 25 at some point. I didn't keep track the I, last like, inning I, and a half. I, yeah, I, I think it was over 25. Yeah, it, it might have been. 13 for the Cubs and 13 for the Marlins. So yeah, 26. 26 strikeouts. Look, what they day. fixed it. They fixed baseball. No, then less strikeouts. It's going to happen. We brought the DH to the National League for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Anything else? Any other nuggets we should know, uh, Jared? I, I should say I want to put this out there. Um, Wilson was asked about whether or not he's really had a conversation with Jed Hoyer yet. Mm -hmm. um, he said, no, he hasn't, beyond just kind of saying hi and exchanging pleasantries. Um, but that he hopes to start talking about what the future holds soon, because obviously the question of where what happens with Wilson at the end of the season is still still out there. So, uh, for what it's worth to people, that those conversations have not started happening yet. Although he just got back in town, it's been what three days since the deadline, so it's probably nothing to to panic over. Yeah, I mean, it, my advice to. Wilson's agent would be to pick up the phone tonight and just leave a voicemail for Jed. Be like, hey, have a great weekend. Hope you're having a good one. Just wanted to let you know that uh, Wilson had a good game today. If you didn't see it, thanks. Bye. Just, we'll just, talk. Let's talk on Monday. Just play the home run call from today. Yeah, right. you know? yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Cubs win. They stopped the losing streak. They, uh, they win 2-1 to one thanks to the eighth-inning home run by Wilson Contreras. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat um, was here live and everybody that's listening as well uh, to the podcast. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cubs win. Have a great weekend. Fly the W.